Welcome. You are listening to the Curiosity Never Retires podcast presented by the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at University of the Pacific. Welcome to the Curiosity Never Retires podcast. My name is Jennifer Juanitas. I'm the program director with Aliyah Pacific. Today, I am interviewing Cheryl Kilsdonk. Hello, Jennifer. Hi, Cheryl. I'm so happy to have you here. Cheryl's a longtime Ollie member, board member, multiple committee member, fantastic volunteer. She says yes almost every time I ask her for help. I do. That's my problem. No, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We appreciate that very much. And so with that, let's talk about you a little bit so the audience can get to know you a little better. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I moved to California with my first husband in 1973. And I, at that point in time, I was a nurse practitioner. I was, tr- I was a nurse for 47 years. So I was one of the first 100 nurse practitioners trained in the United States. So it was a whole new thing when I went in. I came to California, and I was hired by Kaiser, in Redwood City, I was their first nurse practitioner that they hired. Wow. So I was always kind of out there on the edge trying to explain myself and what my role was in the healthcare setting. I did that at nurse practitioner for about 12 years, and then I went into administration. I worked at Stanford as a nurse manager. I worked at Palo Alto Medical Foundation for 11 years. I went to University of Colorado then and Denver Children's Hospital as a nurse director for their primary care clinics. Came back to Sacramento and then worked um, as a manager and administrator of 11 different chronically ill children's clinics. So things like cystic fibrosis, cancer, pulmonary, all of the specialized clinics that the Sutter system had in the Sacramento area. Like I said, I was a nurse for 47 years. I started when I was 20. I retired when I was 67. And and so then I had to try to figure out what I was going to do with my <laughs> life. Because as you can see, I mean, I was basically a nurse and in a hospital or a clinic setting for my entire adult life. So, and the other thing that got thrown into the mix is we moved in late 2013 from Sacramento to Stockton. I had never lived in Stockton, but my best friend who came to California at the same time I did lived here. We had been here a lot for different events and stuff like that. And so we decided to move to Stockton shortly after I moved here, my friend became very ill. So all of the things that we had planned on doing, the plans that we had kind of made for years and said the trips we were going to take and all that, that also kind of just flew away. I had to figure out how to find my place in the community and how to make new friends. 
And it's not always that easy when you're in your 60s because most people have their friends and their family set. So one of the first things that I did is ask around about organizations, and people suggested and talked to me about Ollie. So I was curious. I came, and I, I signed up probably about two months after I moved to Stockton, and I've been on the board ever since. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think what being on the board has given me is a chance to continue kind of the things that I did as a man- manager or administrator over the years. So I wasn't really the bo- I wasn't the bottom line. The buck didn't stop here, but I got to be a part of an organization that I felt was incredibly worthwhile. And I got to manage some pieces of that. And the other thing is I got to have fun. <laughs> right. That's the best part. Yeah. 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 Well, we're so lucky to have you. You've had quite a career. I have. That's a very special um, career. I mean, that length of time. And you actually, had, even though you were in the same field, there was a variety still, mm-hmm. right, to kind of keep you interested and uh, 11, overseeing 11 different clinics, and, I mean, you had a lot of responsibility. Oh, I had a lot of responsibility, million-dollar, multi-million-dollar budgets and things like that. But I, I think one of the things that I always tried to do is, and sometimes it's hard, is as a manager, as a leader, trying to keep personally in touch with the people that work in your department and I'm, I think people would probably say about me that I'm a people person, and I love to know what's going on in people's lives, the people that are around me. So I think that was one of the things that was hardest for me to leave behind mm-hmm. and one of the things that I really searched out after I retired. Mm-hmm. Well, you've always been really great to me if you ever had anything, like, to tell <laughs> Recently, you sent me an email to yeah. tell me, like, uh, it was a thank you, and a, uh-huh. you do, you and Joanna are doing a great job. And I didn't see it. I went in my junk mail <laughs> until, yeah, the other day, Joanna said something about, hey, did you see that email from Cheryl? I was like, what? Huh? No? <laughs> so I felt so bad because I didn't respond until, like, weeks later. But that's just an example of what the kind of person you are, was my point, is that you're really kind that way and you always want to make sure people know that you appreciate them. And you and I felt some, from the very beginning coming to Ollie, like I felt like you're one of the first people I really connected with. You were just so kind and open and just genuine. And we laughed about stuff when other people kind of look at us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think, and I think that's why it's been fun because that's the kind of relationship that I had as a manager with the people that, like my coordinators and stuff like that, people, you know, I wanted people to know who I was and to be comfortable uh, approaching me on whatever the issues were. And I hope that I did that. And I wanted to kind of do the same thing as a board member. 
Yeah. Well, you're doing it. Yeah. I appreciate you very much. And um, that's why I asked you on the show today. So <laughs> part of doing this podcast, the goal is to overcome myths and misconceptions about aging. Mm-hmm. But I also want people to tell their stories about, mm-hmm. you know, because we have such a diverse group of Ollie members and everyone has a different story. So I just think this is a great way to kind of get a little synopsis of people's story, how they came to be in Stockton or how they became a part of Ollie or, you know, all those different things kind of coming together because um, Ollie's not on a lot of people's radar, (laughs) right? Um, Lifelong learning is super important, but it's not a common thing for a lot of people. And so with the podcast, we're trying to get that become more and more common, people more knowledgeable on it. But at the same time, you know, I see this podcast as also a learning experience for people. They can listen to the podcast and learn something new about another member or what Ollie is, and we've kind of done our job here. <laughs> so. You know, and I think one of the things that I noticed right away with Ollie is the interesting people that I met. I met a lot of teachers. I met some other nurses. I met physicians, and it was wonderful to get their uh, view on life and on some of the issues. And the other thing that's really fascinating about Ollie is I, th- I think there's a misconception sometime that it's just about classes. Right. That it's just about going to school again. Right. And there are some people that go, that isn't really what I want to do with mm-hmm. my retirement. But I think there's so many things that you'll be exposed to that maybe you didn't know that you were interested in (laughs) and then you get a passion for it and I think there's so many things that people get the opportunity to do that they've never before done in their life and one one of the things I am not in the art classes but one of the things that just blows me away are people who have never painted anything or drawn anything in their entire lives and end up making beautiful pictures. Yeah. And it becomes after, you know, in their maybe retirement years, something that is so valuable to them to find that creativity within themselves. Right. Well, one of our members, Dima Tucci, yeah. who's also a board member. She was a former chair. She's actually going to be my next interview yeah. uh, in January. Anyway, she was a scientist by career. Right. And she didn't do anything in that vein, creativity art vein, until she became an Ollie member. And, man, she's a great artist. She does some great work, and she just loves the class. So you're right. I mean, it gives people a chance to try something new, which I always say that about the lectures. Okay, you see a topic like... Mm, that doesn't sound maybe so interesting to you or anything you've ever uh, been interested in before, but give it a try. You might be surprised at the connections and within the lecture that uh, might have something that interests you. Mm-hmm. Like I went to the Andrew Conklin folk music lecture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you made it to that one, but I'm not really into folk music, but there was a lot of content that made me very interested. He talked about Californians, people that migrated to California that brought folk music, and he talked about Portuguese. Well, I'm Portuguese, so it kind of made a connection for me. So just little oh, things. That's about you, me. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know it. Right. Yeah. That's kind of my history. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's about, I think, keeping an open mind, giving it a try, and also the community, you know, beyond just going to classes, there is a whole community of people here. 
I think one of the things that's really fun for me is as you spend more time in Ollie, then you start to learn the things that and the people that you really connect with. So an example for me is the wine tasting group, the people that show up at all the wine tastings. Most of them are throughout Lodi. And the pleasure in that is not just the wine. The pleasure is walking into the winery and there are all your buddies. Right. (laughs) There they are. And they're the same. There's always new people coming in, but but there's there's a core (laughs) that are the same people that show up for every one of those. And it's an opportunity to talk to them, to find out what's going on in their lives. We talk about wine, but we talk about life too, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then you start to understand what their issues are and what's happening and so forth in their lives and and it's interesting so mm-hmm. and, and gives you a connection so I would say <laughs> one of the things when I moved from Sacramento to Stockton people were appalled because <laughs> people thought I was going to get killed when I moved here you I know had the same experience moving from Modesto yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah. you know it has this reputation but I'll tell you I've met some of the nicest people I've ever met in my whole life here and the richness of my experiences that come from reaching out and trying something new and putting yourself out there and meeting new people Retirement for me is really rich and wonderful. And I was kind of depressed about leaving a career that I had spent 47 years in. And all of the people that knew me, you know, Mm -hmm. over the years. And it's all turned out just fine. So that's a good message to the audience. It's going to be fine. (laughs) It's going to be fine. You know, you have to try new things. You have to put yourself out there. You have to decide what it is that kind of interests you. And even if you can't decide that, just take a step, go forward, sign up. You'll find something. Well, and you've kept connected to the nursing background as well in your volunteerism. Yeah, right? I, I volunteer. I'm a baby cuddler at the... At the I love that title. Baby I, cuddler. No, <laughs> at the uh, neonatal <laughs> intensive care unit at San Joaquin General, which is so wonderful because it gives me a connection to nursing and hospitals and healing and children. And that was what my whole life was about, mm-hmm. really. So... Yeah, it's great. Volunteering is uh, extremely rewarding. Gives you a good feeling about the things that you do, but you also have a good feeling about yourself. Yeah. So when you, I was going to ask you that, how you felt about retiring, knowing you were such a busy person in your career and you enjoyed it so much. And so now I know you were a little nervous. I was nervous and and I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I think most people are like that. They retire and then they they think, oh, well, I'm going to get a lot of rest now. I'm going to sleep a lot. <laughs> I can sleep till 10 in the morning and all that sort of stuff. That can kind of get old fast if you're a really busy person. Right. And I was with a group of other women on a board yesterday morning, and we were all comparing how long we could actually stay home without getting out of the house, yeah. you know, and without doing anything. Yeah, yeah. And most of us were saying it's probably two or three days, yeah. and then you have to get out and 
Yeah. Look at the world. It's an important it's part of there. being a human is interacting with other humans. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. So what do you think, in, before you retired, was the biggest misconception about retirement? I thought that I was going to travel. I was going to do – I was going to go all over the world and – what I started to find out is that it's really important, and it was especially important for me moving away from an area that I'd lived for a while. You have to get in your comfort zone where you are, and you have to have something that you can fall back on like friends and work to do to have a sense of purpose. I think you mm-hmm. still, when you retire, have to have a sense of purpose like what am I going to do when I get up today that makes a difference and it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter whether it's birding which we have (laughs) classes on birding it doesn't matter whether it's volunteering like I do at a hospital it makes you feel good and it makes you feel like you're still contributing which I think is very important yeah otherwise you're kind of at a loss right of trying to figure out what what do I do now? What do I what do I do now? Is exactly yeah yeah. yeah. So so it's just, it's been different than you thought, but still rewarding and fulfilling. Retiring. Yeah, I, it has. Like I said, I missed. I really did miss a lot of the people that I worked with. But it's interesting because when you go back, they love to see you. I mean, I, you know, everybody comes out and says, hi, and what are you doing? And, and the first thing they always say is, I think it's it's just a habit. Oh, you look so relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they always say that. They're envious. They're envious at some level or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're like transferring that onto you. I want to be as relaxed as she is. Yeah, because it's all the people that are still working right. that are so stressed out and, and going, are relaxed. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. What's happening? You're not like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is exactly the way I was, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, it's funny. (laughs) So what about aging? There's also misconceptions about aging and stuff. As you've gotten older, do you, how would, how do you feel about those misconceptions you heard? I think the minute my hair turned completely white, I got a different reaction out there from people. I had more uh, grocery clerks saying, would you like help out? (laughs) (laughs) I also think that there's a concept that perhaps your health won't be as good or that this is just the time to kind of like hibernate. Those are misconceptions. It's not that at all. And I think aging gives you a little more wisdom. You've been there, done that. You've dealt with a lot of different people. Allows you to know how to guide yourself toward in the right direction, I think for things that you want to do and people you want to be with. For people who don't know you, there's still a a misconception that you're frailer or need more help or won't remember things. And that just isn't true for everyone. Right. I think to some extent, because you're not so bogged down with uh, careers and obligations to organizations and so forth, you actually, your energy level to some extent goes up. 
Oh, that's a good point. And I don't yeah. think anyone would think that about someone in their 70s, for instance, which is what I am now. I'm 73. Well, you don't look it. And I love your white hair. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> That's a good point, though. I love that you said that. You Your energy level in some ways goes up because if you're a lot, a lot of people that are retired tell me that they're doing more than ever yes. in their retirement. They're busier than ever. And yes. they are kind of surprised by that. But if you're doing what you love, that does inspire you and gives you more energy and joyfulness to go out and do things every day. So it's that's so a good fun point. to be able to get up in the morning and be going to something that is totally your choice. Yeah. How lucky. You How are. lucky. <laughs> right. I mean, everything that you do, you get into some things that you say, well, this isn't, I don't really, this, I don't really connect with this, but you're free to choose. Right. You're free to choose. And it's wonderful. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that <laughs> retirement. Although I'm very lucky I have a job that I love and I get to do fun stuff like podcasts and, you know, special events and wine tasting. <laughs> well, and I, I loved my work. My work was yeah. kind of serious yeah. and very heavy at times. It was very rewarding. But I could not have picked a better career. And, it, and it's interesting because my mom really picked it. She bought me the whole Cherry Ames Nurse book series when I was a little girl. Oh, okay. So she I planted had the, the whole, seed. She planted the seed. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought it. And it worked. Good. That's great. You're, not everyone can say that, right? Mm -hmm. Not everyone no. can say they had a a very fulfilling, rewarding career that they were really loved, mm -hmm. especially for such an early age that you realized what you wanted to do. I'm not, I was not that kind of person. I liked so many different things. It was hard to choose and kind of narrow down what I wanted to do. So I'm very envious of people who are like, I want to be this and that's what I'm going to do. And that's what my life's going to be. So I've always been envious of people like that. Well, the, and the thing that's nice about uh, my career at nursing is that there's so many facets of it. So you can do bedside nursing, you can do management, you can do computers, you can do all sorts of things. And, and I was able to take advantage of really working and challenge myself and work in different areas, different organizations. I was willing to move across country. Mm-hmm and take something new so yeah a lot of people aren't willing to do that anymore mm -hmm. like they're settled in their place and their family's there and that's that's where they're going to be and i'm not sure it's always the best decision to stay to in one place or no to move. to move away yeah mm -hmm. uh i think uh people as you get older then you kind of w wish you had stayed more connected with mm. People who never move, you right? Know? <laughs> which which was my, which was my family. You know, no yeah. one would ever move anywhere. So yeah, interesting. So, what is your favorite thing about Ollie? I love the opportunities. I love the ad adventures. Mm -hmm. uh, the ad adventures, going out to museums and taking gardening classes mm -hmm. and and going the wine tasting and the cooking classes. I just love that because I've grown to love 
cooking since I was retired. I really mm. am enjoying it. And I love the classes that are given at Cheese Central. They're oh, they're yeah. fantastic. And Cindy, fantastic. She's I love fantastic. her. She does a great job. Yeah, and We're all of the wineries we go to, interesting how that all gets started. I think the whole, it's the history of the winery that really interests me and the effort that it takes into starting something that a lot of them never thought that they'd do. Right. The wine owners farming is what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. So I love all of that. And I love being on the board. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah I love, nice I love being on the board. Good group of people. I think we're definitely at an advantage with the wine tasting, kind of circling back to that topic. But um, people don't realize what a wealth of wine we have in our backyard. Like Lodi is just a few minutes away. And I heard someone say, I thought we were around 80 wineries in the area, Woodbridge, mm-hmm. Acampo, Lodi, but the Berkhold Wine Tasting last week, he said closer to 100 wineries wow. in the Lodi area. I mean, why not take advantage of it? We've been doing, we increased the wine tastings that we've done as, as part of the experiential learning, and we're not even close to to go into all of them <laughs> so we're gonna do keep doing new ones until years. we yeah for years and years, years to come but we also try to you know with the wine tasting having a big group works in our advantage because the winery usually is able to have something special for us either the winemaker gives us a tour or a talk or a barrel tasting or you know because we all end up you know doing a purchase not all but the mm-hmm. majority of us do purchases so yeah it's definitely a, a nice thing we're very lucky to have Lodi right in our backyard it's kind of a if you're not from the area people don't realize you know what we have right here when we lived in the bay area we never came to Lodi for wine tasting <laughs> we always went to Napa or Sonoma right because we thought that was me- the mecca right of wine Napa tasting. yeah mm-hmm. and now I don't even want to go back to Napa. It's Sonoma. crowded. And it's crowded. And and expensive. It's, and it's wonderful in this valley. <laughs> we so, have it you so know. much better here. Yeah. I do like Sonoma. If I was going to go, I yes. want to go the direction. It's better than Napa. Better than don't, Napa, don't in my opinion. Anywhere. I mean, they're all great. I can't go wrong. But if I was going to choose, we also have uh, the foothills. Right? Amador. Uh, Amador County is great wine wonderful, tasting, too. Wonderful. Now Paso Robles, which is south of here, but they're developing a really good wine uh, community there. I have mm-hmm. some friends that live, family that live in that area. So, But lucky for us, we have 100 wineries just 15 minutes away or so. <laughs> so. And I think why I love that so much is my parents were from Kentucky and Tennessee. They, mm-hmm. they came to Cincinnati to as did many migrants from the South to get work because mm. that's where factories and stuff were. All right. But my relatives that remained in Tennessee and Kentucky were all farmers. Mm-hmm. And somehow growing up, I got an appreciation of the importance of the land and the responsibility and the gift of giving food and drink to people. It is, it's, it's so funny because I'm feeling, you know, my heart's kind of fluttering. I think it's such an important thing. And I have met in the tours of farmers now growing grapes who were not farmers. They may have been CFOs or they may have been other very different tech, careers. Tech world or engineers tech, yeah. and stuff like and, that. And they turn. are loving the land. 
And I think with climate change and all of the concerns that I have about that, if we can get more people to tromp around in the dirt and smell the dirt and appreciate it, I hopefully will take better care of our of Mother Earth. So. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I grew up in a farming family. We, I grew up on a dairy farm with my grandparents. So there's a funny thing recently on social media I saw. Somebody was saying there's this new thing. I think it's called grounding, I think is what they said, where you take off your shoes and walk in the dirt and get connected with the earth. <laughs> and I just thought that was like so hilarious because that's what we did when we were kids. We ran around without our shoes on. I always ran barefoot. And it's <laughs> yeah. like now and then I get a pedicure but, sometimes in the summer. They say, do you go barefoot all the time? And I'm like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but now it's a trend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even know that. Oh, my gosh. That's great. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but that's just goes to show how disconnected a lot of people are to our environment, the earth, you know, Mother Nature and stuff. Cause, with social you know. media, and the, there's nothing wrong with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a, a wonderful gift for a lot of people. But I think when people get back to seeing how what it takes to grow crops and to make it a business and um, and how important it is, I think it gives you a different side of life, you know, than mm-hmm. the, the fast-paced, techie, less connected right, right. Um, life. Yes, and I, I blame my generation <laughs> because we, we were the ones that we didn't pass that down to our kids very well, mm-hmm. I, I don't think. We, a lot of my generation is keep your kids inside. It's not safe. You know, you have to, a lot of helicopter managing and parenting, you know. And so I think we really, I'm Generation X, if you didn't know. Um, And uh, I kind of think that's, it's kind of broken down there. I have seven grandchildren and Mm -hmm. I'm so, sometimes I get so concerned about, how they're restricted in experiencing life. Isn't it sad that we're all kind of afraid to let kids out there and experiment a little on their own? And I don't mean be unsafe, but I mean try things that maybe you as parents would not ever try. Right. Yeah. um, No, I totally agree. It's easy to say, hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) I I know. And I understand. I understand my daughters and sons-in-laws. And the world is a scary place for everyone. um, But you can join Ollie and you can find a group of people who are going to support you and kind of take care of each other when we go out on these. Right. Nothing to fear when you're all together. Yeah go out with us yes we have a lot of fun a lot of good adventures <laughs> mm-hmm. so is there anything else you wanted to talk about today or any parting words of wisdom, <laughs> parting words of wisdom. <laughs> I just think we all need to as we age it's so very important to try new things and perhaps to connect with different people that you wouldn't have connected with earlier in your life. Um, I think all of us face, at some point in our life, we may face living alone. And it's important as you age, I think, to build a community around yourself. And to know that 
you don't have to do everything the way you used to do it and that there's ways that you can connect you can learn things from people and you can get support and and that you're not because you're in your 70 60s 70s 80s you're not done yet right you're not done there is so much more to do an experience and within the capacity of your health or whatever go for it it's it's very important go for it go for it <laughs> that's the message go yeah i love it all right well with that we'll say uh, we'll close this session this podcast today with cheryl kills donk thanks again for being here i really enjoyed it and our next podcast interview will be with dean matucci that will be great And in the meantime, we're going to take a break a little bit during the holidays. But in the meantime, keep an eye out for your Ollie Spring 2020 catalog coming soon. And I know it's always fun when the catalog comes out. (laughs) And if you can, if you hear this in time, January 7th. 2020 will be our Ollie reception and art show. It'll be a preview of the the spring um, semester. We'd love to have you join us. Again, that's January 7th. It's a Tuesday from 2 to 4 p.m. We meet at the DeRosa University Center on the Pacific campus. We will supply some snacks and some drinks, and we have presentations from our instructors talking about their lectures and courses, and it's a lot of fun. So we hope you can join us. And with that, I'll sign off and uh, stay curious. This podcast was brought to you by Pacific Tiger Broadcasting. Check us out on Instagram at PTB Live or on our website at ptblive.com. <laughs>